Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 30. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want you to take a moment and think about someone for me. I want you to think about someone who has had a tremendous amount of influence in your life. This person has helped to shape the person you are today. This is most likely a parent, a teacher, a pastor, a mentor, a friend, or a family member. Without this person, you aren't quite sure where your life would be right now. Now hopefully, depending on how old you are, you are able to think of several someones. There have been multiple people in your life that have given you direction, encouragement, and guidance over the years. We all need these people in our lives. I know I've had them. My parents have been influencers in my life. Obviously, as an only child, they played big roles in shaping my life. They both taught me right from wrong. They taught and demonstrated what faith in Jesus looks like. They each passed on to me their sense of humor. My mom's humor is more dry and sarcastic, while dad's is more in-your-face and obnoxious. And like with most kids, my parents embarrassed me a lot, especially my dad. But I have carried on that tradition. I feel like I do a good job of embarrassing my own kids. It's interesting to think about the way my parents influenced my life. My mom sort of shaped my younger years. Dad was a very hardworking pastor, and as, as I know now, that life can take you away from family life sometimes. So my mom was the one taking me to various places, whether it be school or baseball practice or drama practice. Later on in life, when I answered the call to ministry, my relationship with my dad changed. He became a source of knowledge and experience from all his years of ministry. I don't know what I would have done without him in those early years of figuring pastoring out. So both my parents have been influencers and have helped shape me into the man I am today. Of course, I can't help but mention my wife, Kristen. The best advice I can give someone who is thinking about marriage is to make sure you marry your best friend. And fortunately, I did that. 
But not only that, I married a woman who's smarter than me, better than me in almost all areas, and makes me want to be a better man, husband, and follower of Christ. She thinks of others above herself and sacrifices so much for our family, our kids, and for me. I would not be standing here, the person I am today, without her in my life. That is just a fact. But I can almost guarantee you that we've all had people in our lives who've had a profound impact on our lives. These people have helped to shape us into the people we are today. And there is a really good chance these people in our lives exhibited at least one of three characteristics. They were willing to be sent, they were willing to serve, and they were willing to sacrifice. I'm going to say that again. Those people in our lives who've had the most impact and have helped shape us into the people we are today were willing to be sent, willing to serve, and they were willing to sacrifice. And as people of faith, people who follow Christ, we're called to be these kinds of people. We're called to be sent, to serve, to sacrifice. This is how we make a difference on the world. We do it by making an impact on the individual lives around us. As we look at our text this morning, we see three followers of Jesus who are willing to be sent to serve and to sacrifice. Now, on the surface, this text looks like a section of Paul's letter to the church in Philippians in which he's detailing some travel plans. Again, Paul's finished up one train of thought in verse 18. He had encouraged the church to continue to allow God to work in their lives by, having, by them having the same mindset of Christ, which is humility. And now it seems like Paul is detailing travel plans for himself and to others. But when we look deep into this text, we see on display three followers of Christ who influenced each other and those around them. These three men made an impact for the kingdom of God on those they came in contact. And they did so because they were willing to be sent, willing to serve, and to sacrifice. First up is Timothy. Paul says, I hope in the Lord to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope therefore to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. As Paul describes it, Timothy was like a son to him. Paul helped Timothy to grow in faith in Christ. The letters of First and Second Timothy are letters from Paul to Timothy about how to be a good leader in the church. Also, Timothy went on several of the missionary journeys with Paul as Paul was planning and starting churches. We read about Timothy and Paul's interactions in the book of Acts. In fact, if you remember, the beginning of this letter to the Philippians begins, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi. Timothy was with Paul as he's writing this letter, which means Timothy is with Paul while Paul's in prison. By all accounts, Timothy lived a life that was willing to be sent, to serve, and one of sacrifice. As Paul wrote, Paul was hoping to send Timothy to Philippi to get a report on the church. 
Paul knew that Timothy genuinely cared for other people and would see what the church needed and report back to Paul. Again, Timothy lived out the calling of being sent, of serving, and of sacrifice. Next up is Epaphroditus. Paul writes, But I think it's necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. So then welcome him in the Lord with a great joy, and honor people like him because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Epaphroditus was apparently a member of the Philippian church. He was sent, did you hear that? He was sent by the church with a care package to take care of Paul's needs while in prison. Paul was sending him back with this letter. While there, Epaphroditus served Paul by providing comfort to him in prison. And, and while there with Paul, Epaphroditus became very sick, so, so much so that he almost died. And apparently his illness has gotten back to the church and they were very worried about him. But Epaphroditus demonstrates the calling of a Christ follower. He was willing to be sent, he was willing to serve, and he certainly was willing to sacrifice. Finally, Paul, we get to Paul himself. Paul tells the church in Philippi, I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. We know that later Paul was able to be free from prison and visit the church once again. But as we look at Paul's whole life, we can't help but see the impact he had on others, including you and I. Paul's entire Christian life was one that was on mission, being sent. He lived a life in service to Christ and to the church, the big church. And in that service, he made huge sacrifices. Paul would sacrifice the Jewish faith and religion he was born into and leave it all to follow Christ. In many of the places Paul preached, he was cast out with beatings and stonings. Again, Paul's writing this letter from prison. And we know later Paul would die a martyr's death in Rome. Paul was sent, he served, and he sacrificed. And because he lived his life in such a way, you and I are still reaping the benefits. Much of what we know and understand about being Christ followers comes from Paul's letters to various churches that are in the New Testament. Paul was an influencer. He made a kingdom impact on this world. What we see in Paul and Timothy and Epaphroditus are three followers of Christ who are willing to be sent to serve and to sacrifice for the sake of Christ. They were influencers. They made an impact on the lives around them. And really beyond that, almost 2,000 years later, we're still talking about them. They are impacting our lives. I don't know about you, but I want to be used like this. I want Christ to use me to make an impact for his kingdom. I want to be willing to go wherever he sends me. I want to serve wherever and however God wants me. And I'm willing to sacrifice my time, my energy, my resources, and even my life so that God will be glorified. How about you? 
Are you willing to be used by God? Are you willing to be an influencer to someone else who needs to see and know the love of God? Maybe you're like me. Maybe God is calling you into full-time ministry. I know I might just have made some of you laugh out loud, but hear me out. Perhaps God has been tugging at your heart for some time, but you've been ignoring it. You've been suppressing those nudges and that calling. Well, I can't promise you it'll be easy. Again, God calls us to sacrifice, but it will be worth it. Don't ignore God any longer. Follow Him. But we also know that following God and serving Him doesn't mean you have to be on staff at a church or some full-time missionary work. We can all be sent and serve God and sacrifice right here in our own community. Maybe God is sending you down the street to a neighbor. You ever thought that when the Bible says to love your neighbor, it actually means you're literally your literal neighbor? At the very least, we could start there. Maybe you don't know them very much or they're always too loud or their yard is always a mess. And so you don't make much an effort to go talk to them. Perhaps God is sending you down the street. Where's God asking you to serve? Who is God asking you to serve? We've just finished looking at Paul's words about humility. If we're, if we're to have the same mindset of Christ, Christ Jesus, then we're to humble ourselves in service to one another. And service and humility isn't about thinking of ourselves as less than. Instead, service and humility is thinking of others more. We think of others more than we do of ourselves. So where and who is God calling you to serve? And then the tough one. How is God calling you to sacrifice? Just like humility, sacrifice is the path of Christ. Christ gave us his whole self, dying on a cross. How's God inviting you to sacrifice for others around you? Maybe you're to give of your time to someone. Maybe you're to give of your resources. Perhaps it is as simple as giving a listening ear. I don't know. But if we're going to make an impact on other people's lives for the name of Jesus, we have to be willing to sacrifice. We can't only do the things that are comfortable. We can't only do the things we want to do. We can't only do the things we have time for. We have to make time. We have to make time for other people and for God's kingdom. When I think about the people who have had the most impact on my life, I realize that they were willing to be sent, to serve, and to sacrifice for me. The reason they have changed my life is because they did one or all of those things. I hope and pray those around me can say the same about my impact on their life. Can those around you say the same? Where is God sending you to serve and to sacrifice. Remember, I love you. God loves you. Amen.